Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. This is Bola Shokumbi. I'm the founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance. The Clever Girls Know podcast is a podcast for women, offering a space for conversations around personal finance, business, life, and living. I'd love for you to subscribe to this podcast, and you can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes. And if you love what you listen to, head on over to iTunes and leave a review so that other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. I'd also love for you to stop by clevergirlfinance.com. We have new content on the blog multiple times a week. We have over 30 plus free courses. Plus, when you sign up for a course, you can talk to a Clever Girl Finance mentor for free to get encouragement, motivation, or if you just want to have an open, no shame, no judgment girl talk. Finally, check out our YouTube channel. Just search Clever Girl Finance on YouTube. And if you don't already follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Clever Girl Finance. Okay, so let's get into today's episode. Hey, EC. Hey, Bola. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I am fantastic. Oh, welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. I am excited to have you on here to talk about key strategies for achieving career progression. And you've helped a lot of women achieve incredible feats when it comes to getting paid what they're worth and Thank in you. their careers. So before we dive into our conversation, please tell us who you are and what you do. Absolutely. So my name is E.C. Mehmet Alade Joby, and I am a career growth strategist. I work primarily with Black women and women of color to help them land their dream jobs, skyrocket their salaries, and live rich, fulfilling lives. I do this work through my flagship program, Fulfilled, where we work with women in a transformational capacity and through coaching to really, really figure out what is it that they want? How do they get it? And how do they make the most money when they do? So that's just a little bit about me. I have three beautiful kids. I just had a son. He's four months old. I have two girls, five and almost four. So for all the busy moms out there, I see you. I feel you. I'm right there with you. Live in DC with my husband and really, really am passionate about the work I do every day. That's amazing. Well, congratulations on the new baby. Thank you. Busy times. <laughs> oh, super busy. <laughs> so I would love for you to share a bit about what got you here, obviously to the point where, and we'll get into some of those stories and examples of women that you have helped go from unemployment to six-figure salaries, helping certain women get a $60,000 raise. These are all things that you do on a day-to-day basis in your business. But how did you get to this point where you are now helping other people? What was your own personal story to, I guess, advocating for yourself in your own career and getting raises and changing your own career trajectory? Oh, I love that question, Walla. So it's a long story. I'm going to try to keep it short and sweet. So I am the child of incredible immigrant parents. I am Nigerian. And I was actually born in Nigeria, came here when I was five months old. And my parents always wanted me to be a doctor. So anyone who is of immigrant descent, wherever you're from, your parents want you to be a doctor, a lawyer, or an engineer. And so I was supposed to be a doctor. um, There's that Nigerian saying that you're either a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer, or a disgrace. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I saw someone from an Indian background. No, they were Chinese, I believe. And they were like, yeah, I could be a doctor. I could be a lawyer or a failure. I said, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the options. Or a disgrace. (laughs) Exactly. Same thing. It's so 
I got to college and I was a bio major and, you know, I was doing my thing and, you know, us are our type overachievers, always getting good grades. That's what we're used to. I failed organic chemistry too. I had never failed a class in my life, but it was such a wake up call for me because I had started to feel like this is not really what I want to do. And no one really talks to you about purpose and calling and how to reverse engineer and actually figure out what it is you want to do, especially in college, they kind of throw you in, pick a major. So the recession comes, I decide like, listen, I really love business. This business stuff is so cool. I start my major as a senior in college. I filled a class. My GPA was in the toilet and I needed these companies to know that I was brilliant. My GPA just didn't reflect it. What did I start doing? I start networking. I start connecting. I start telling my story and I graduate with two offers that I essentially networked my way to after failing a class. I changed my major multiple times, but at the end, I still got these offers. Mm -hmm. And in this pursuit of purpose, which is the common thing you will hear from me, is I was a woman that was like, God, I have to live the life you called me to live. I can't live plan B. I don't do plan B. I want the best, but that's going to take me figuring out what am I called to do in this world? So I have this business major, but I actually go into teaching through Teach for America, teach for a couple of years, do great by God's grace. And then I'm like, wait, something still doesn't feel right. I'm starting to wake up on Monday mornings with the sick feeling of, I don't want to be here. And so instead of being scared and staying, even though I was planning a humongous Nigerian wedding the following year, I decided I needed to go. And so I was like, let me start applying for jobs. Let me start applying. And nothing was working. Rejection after rejection after rejection. I was like, what did I do in college that had people throwing offers at me? I was like, oh my gosh, I networked. But I was like, no one ever taught me that that was really the way, that there was really another game being played. I just kind of, by God's grace, figured it out. Mm -hmm. And I decided, I was like, wait, wait, wait. Other people that don't look like me understand the game, but me and my counterparts don't. So I decided I was going to start a movement where I would help women that look like me get the strategies they needed to win. So not only get encouragement, because there was a time where it was like only empowerment brunches and you can do with girlfriend, but I was like, okay, well, how exactly does she do it? I'm very strategic. I'm deeply analytical. Give me the steps. What's up? And so I was like, I'm going to help someone. And so I take a woman and she graduated with her master's and she was super lost. I was like, this is what I did. You do it. Lands a dream job. I'm like, okay, I think I'm on to something. And I begin to build out this robust program. I take months. Granted, I'm not someone who's like a certified career coach or worked in HR. Absolutely not. I am someone who has a story, who has been through this. And I was like, I don't want to see another woman suffer if she doesn't have to. So I start taking trainings. I start working with senior HR directors. I build out this program and I bring women into it and they're landing dream jobs left, right, and center. And they're understanding their purpose. They're understanding their calling. And what took me 10 years, I'm like, sis, I want you to figure out in 10 weeks. And that's the work we're doing. And so that is my journey. And now it's like the rest is history. I love this. I can hear the passion in your voice for what you do. And that's really incredible when you have your own business, especially a business that's helping other people and impacting lives in a positive way. So that's amazing. And I can definitely tell that you are very outgoing to work your way into networking in college to get all these job offers, which is, that's a trait that I I really admire. I'm introverted. There's a lot of people listening to this podcast who also tell me that they're introverted and they struggle with this aspect of putting themselves out there and 
trying to make change for themselves by just getting out of their comfort zone. I'm sure we'll talk about that, but that's definitely a trait that I really admire. So you go into college, fail this chemistry class, don't become a doctor, but then you figure out, okay, I'm going to find a way to find work anyway. And then you find this job, you accept one of your offers, and then you hate your job, right? You said you, you hated waking up on Mondays to go to this job. Without having that formalized, I guess, knowledge or formalized education on what it means to network, to build your career, you kind of step back into where you had come from Yeah, that led you to those offers and you repeated that again and it worked for you. And then you decided to help other people based on what you knew. You said something around the fact that you're not formally trained in HR, you know, like you don't have an HR certificate mm-hmm. to help women, but you have the skill and you have the experience yeah. and you have the passion. And I think yeah. that's really important for the folks who are listening to this to know that if you're committed to something and you have the experience in something, you can be just as qualified to do that thing as long as you're ready to do what it takes. So easy. One of the things that we've talked about briefly is you've helped women get from being unemployed for years to then getting six-figure salaries. So let's say there's someone listening to this podcast right now and they're unemployed and they've been unemployed for a while. What strategies can they leverage to become that six-figure earner? Absolutely. Great question, Bala. So a lot of what we talk about and a lot of what makes our work special is we start with the mind and heart. A lot of people want to bypass this and they just want to run to, I'm going to go pay a resume writer to write a resume for a role that I don't even know if I really want in an industry that I don't really know if I really like. (laughs) And I'm going to apply to 400 jobs and just pray that someone calls me back. And when they call me, I won't even know what job they're calling me for because I've been applying nonstop. You cannot use outdated strategies. You cannot do what everyone else is doing if you want to get the type of results other people are not getting. So if you are unemployed, the first thing is, do you look at yourself as, oh, I'm unemployed. Look at all these gaps. Look, oh, they're going to bypass me. Or do you understand the incredible value you bring to the table? Do you understand the summation of your experience, your skills, your education, and all the things you've done makes you an extremely viable asset to a company? So first it starts with mindset. What do you believe? Because whether you believe you can't or you can, you are correct. And it's what you believe that's what will dictate how you move through the entire process. Because this is honestly the truth, Bola. When we talk about people getting a dream job, what you're really doing is getting people to buy in to the idea that you could come in and kill it at that role. That's it. It's getting people to believe. So if you don't believe with every fiber of your being, you cannot transfer that confidence and belief. And that's where a lot of people struggle. You get your resume done 500 times. It doesn't matter because you lack the conviction, you lack the confidence, and you lack the clarity. So for someone who's unemployed, it's first getting clear on their greatness, their value, and being able to articulate that and not worrying about the gap. Because a lot of people are unemployed for different reasons. Yes, companies, they downsize. That's not a sin. Yes, people take time off to take care of their children. Not a sin. How do you position it? Do you talk about it from a place of power? Some people leave because it wasn't the right fit. When you're having conversations, when you're thinking about yourself and the work you do, do you think about like, you know what? That wasn't, that was the past. That wasn't the best fit, but I know I have a lot to give. So mindset, do you look at yourself as a six-figure earner? who is worthy of the roles that you're going after, who is valuable and has the experience and has the skill set. Two, are you clear on what you want? 
but like, you will not believe how many people are looking for jobs and they don't truly know what they're looking for, or they're looking for 10 roles, six roles at one time. Again, that shows a lack of confidence and focus. And it doesn't mean that you can't have a couple roles that you're going after that are maybe similar, that you are a good fit for, but just to have all these roles in all these places and you don't have focus and there's that divide, you're going to struggle. So that's the next piece, having that concrete clarity. What is it that I truly want? At this point, you are mentally and emotionally bought in to the journey. That's going to inform how your resume and your LinkedIn look. Now you have these assets working for you. The last thing then is you are networking and you're having authentic conversations with people beyond just, I want a job, but it's literally, I want to hear about your career journey. I want to extract nuggets from how you've been successful and how you've made it. I want to hear about your company and I want to see if it should be on my list of companies to look for. Mm -hmm. And when people get to meet you, because you are so clear, so confident, so convicted, they're like, well, tell me more. Like, what are you trying to do next? We have openings here. Are you interested? That's what the conversation turns to for, for a lot of our women because of how they show up to informational interviews and conversation. So if you are unemployed, that groundwork, which most people are not willing to do, that will have you standing out and you being unemployed will not even be an issue. I love that. So you mentioned a a number of key points here, (laughs) you know, like getting clear on your greatness, knowing what makes you special, getting clear on the value you bring. It's more than just having all these accolades on your resume. How can you articulate that as part of how amazing and how great you are and adjusting your mindset to find the job that you deserve and not just applying blindly to jobs. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten a job application and in our filtering process, they seem like a great fit on paper. And then in the interview, it's like, oh, I I don't remember what company this is. I applied to 70 jobs at the same time. Clearly you're not passionate enough to be here. Clearly you don't know why you applied to this job. So how can you even sell yourself as a good fit if you don't know what this position is going to be about? How can you interview properly if you don't know the company that's interviewing you, right? And then also clarity on the role that you want to have, you know, so then this goes back to that applying to a million jobs, like pick the the companies, the positions you want to work at and actually seek those out. And obviously when you're applying for a job, you may need to apply to 70 jobs, right? The market is very competitive, but you need to know when somebody reaches out to you, exactly who is reaching out to you from where so that you can have that conversation. And if that list of 70 jobs is on your wish list of ideal jobs, then you're going to be able to sell yourself regardless but you have to be able to position yourself so that you can talk about it confidently and tell them how great you are and know about the company so that you can showcase why you're amazing, but also talk about what value you can bring to the company and make sure that's a company on your short list of places that you want to work. So I I love all that advice that you gave. I think that's really important. I definitely agree that that is what leads to earning high incomes. Obviously, your skill set matters, but like you said, the resume is not enough. We can all look great on paper. We could all hire an incredible copywriter to make us look like superstars on paper. But can we now articulate that game that we have written down? Right. And the other thing that you said was around in meeting people. So going back to what you said about networking, being able to talk about what you do. And this reminds me of what somebody told me that about somebody gave me advice. I think it was one of my career counselors years ago about always be selling yourself because you never know who you might meet that might be impressed by what Mm -hmm. you have said or Mm -hmm. an action that you have taken Mm -hmm. that will say, you know what, this position I'm trying to, I'm trying to feel, I know the perfect person. And that's how headhunters operate, right? 
headhunters, they first look into their Rolodex of who is amazing that I know before they do any cold outreach to anyone. Yep. Yep. So really, really great tips. So you just talked generally about, you know, how to earn a high income, but let's talk about specific case study. One of the things that you shared with us is that one example was that you helped someone get a $60,000 raise. That's incredible. So what specific steps did that individual take or did you help that individual take to significantly increase their income where they got a $60,000 raise? Did they have to change careers? Did they have to get certain qualifications? Did they have to go back to school? Did they have to move cities? Break it down for us as to how this person was able to achieve that. So whoever is listening can kind of see it in their own mind's eye. Yeah. So we'll say her name is Dee. Dee came to us and she was underpaid. She was very down because she knew she could be doing much better and she wasn't. She had recently had a baby a few months ago and she had a master's in her specific area and she didn't switch careers. She didn't switch industry. She stayed in her industry. But what happened was we gave her the tools to really, really not only sell herself, but to believe in herself. So Wendy started with us, her confidence was quite low and she wasn't able to articulate the value she brought. And she got to a point where she started getting hit up for director level roles. And she's like, wait, me? What happened was at the beginning, she did the mindset work and did the mindset training. And she was able to identify the negative narrative she actually was holding onto that was causing her to look down on herself, causing her not to believe, causing her not to go after the roles that she was actually qualified for because of the way she had been thinking. And these thoughts were buried deep under the surface. She didn't really know she thought these things until she kind of went through, we have a process and she was like, wait, oh my goodness, I did not know this was holding me back. Then the next step was she took an inventory And she went through a deep dive of her skills, her experience, her talents, her passions, what truly matters to her in the world, what type of work she wants to be doing, what type of work she doesn't want to be doing. I mean, really, really went deep. What is she truly passionate about? And she was able to confirm that where she was and the roles that she was thinking of were indeed the right roles. She was on the right track, right? The next thing she was able to do is now go through what we call a joyful job process, where we literally show you how to uncover roles at companies you didn't know existed making money you didn't know was possible. So now she's becoming armed with the right type of information. What kind of roles are out there for me that I hadn't even considered? You know, a lot of times we box ourselves in or, you know, tech is really hot right now. So everyone wants to work at the top five tech companies. But we were speaking to the alumni from our program, people who have graduated. And another lady, she got a job at a company I've never heard of. And they're literally throwing money at her. So we teach you, look, the world is your oyster. There are so many companies hiring. Yes, people talk about layoffs. Yes, people talk about recession. But people are still hiring like crazy. So we teach you how to zoom in. So she zoomed in on the type of roles that she wanted. And then she's an introvert. She does not network. That is not her thing. But guess what? She was happy to have authentic conversations with people in her space about what she was passionate about. Mm -hmm. And she authentically wanted to learn more about them. And she did it. And she broke that thing that told her, oh, you can't network or networking is just for users and abusers. And 
And she started to connect. She had our LinkedIn together. She started reaching out. I always say it only takes one connection to change your life. So we don't get discouraged when you send out 10 messages or 20 messages, and only one person responds. We're like, okay, you have a fantastic conversation. It only takes one person to yep. now become your biggest cheerleader and be like, send me a resume. If this person doesn't hire you, we've had people tell our clients, oh, go on the website, find whatever job you want, send it to me. I'm going to send it to the right hiring manager. And that's how a girl just got a job offer, like total comp package over 200K because someone met her, loved her and said, I am fighting for you to get hired because you are so phenomenal. Do you see that shift, that attracting and having people fighting for you instead of you fighting 500 people on a random job posting? So that's what she did. She networked, she connected, she found jobs she loved. And when she would find a job she loved, she would authentically connect with people at that company to let them know that she was actually interested. This is why she was a good fit. And recruiters are inundated. You know, jobs are inundated with people that are trying to work for them. When you can stand out from the pack and send a sweet, short, bulleted message around a role you saw, and the bullets actually speak to the description they put out. And they're like, wait, this is who we're looking for. She matches everything we want. You rise to the top above the 600 that have blindly applied. So that's some of the work she did. And literally she got a call on Tuesday. She had an offer by the following Monday for more money for 60K higher than what she had been making in her previous role. And she could not believe. And what was interesting is a lot of women that look like us, they are discouraged from investing in the work time-wise and financially around changing their lives, the work that's going to change their lives. And so people laughed at her when she joined this program. They were like, why do you need help doing this? And then she turned and she's like laughing all the way to the bank. So it's just that we have to fight for our ship. People will be like, why are you doing this? Why are you connecting with people? Don't you know that doesn't work? Mm, it doesn't work for you. But for me, it can and it will work. Doing something different. So that was her story. And we were just so blessed to be a part of her process. Hey everyone, before we continue with this podcast episode, I'd love for you to check out the best-selling Clever Girl Finance book series. There are three books in the series, and the first book is Clever Girl Finance, Ditch Debt, Save Money, and Build Real Wealth. The second book is Grow Your Money, Learn How Investing Works. And the third book is called The Side Hustle Guide, Build a Successful Side Hustle and Increase Your Income. You can also check out my fourth book called Choosing to Prosper, Triumphing Over Adversity, Breaking Out of Comfort Zones, Achieving Your Life and Money Dreams. And this book highlights my personal story to building a business of impact and challenges you as the reader to dig deep into laying out what you truly want to accomplish for yourself. I wrote each of these books to empower women just like you to achieve your goals and get to the point where you're living the life you desire on your own terms. If you love these books, be sure to tell your best girlfriends and they also make the perfect gift. These books are available everywhere books are sold and you can purchase them as ebooks, audiobooks, and also physical books. And you can also ask your local library to order them as well. Thank you so much. And let's get back to the episode. I love that. And I love that, you know, everything I hear from what you have said is it just centers around intentionality. You know, most people apply to jobs blindly. 
you go on indeed.com, you go on monster.com, whatever the websites are. I don't know if monster's still around, but you go on the website and you have the single cover letter, you have the single resume, you type in the position and then you apply to the 1 million jobs. No research on the company, no showcasing your greatness or your value, no intentionally finding out how to network with somebody in that company through LinkedIn or even in person none of that. Right. And I've done that. We've all done that. We've all gone on a website and applied to a job like, Oh, whatever. It's going to go in the queue (laughs) of the best. Yeah. Let's hope for the best, but that intentionality makes all the difference. So just adding on to what you said that it takes one network, one connection to change your life. Yeah. Sometimes it takes one single action to differentiate yourself from the pack that will change your life. That's it. Sometimes it. it can be as simple as, not just thank you for the interview, but here's a thank you note. And again, here's a reminder of how I think your your company is incredible and how much incredible value I will bring to this company and why yeah. I'm a worthwhile consideration for this role, right? Most people just yes. say, hey, thank you for the interview. I appreciate your time. I look and forward to it. And that's it. That's it. That is a small thing. And the other thing you talk about was investing your time, right? You're trying to find a career that you love, that you're going to spend 40 hours or more of your week, most of your life at work. That's right? it. You need to invest time. You need to invest energy. You mm-hmm. cannot spend two minutes in applying to a job and expect to find your dream job. That's going to mm. be the best thing that ever happened to you, right? Mm. It just doesn't work like that. So It doesn't. The intentionality, Bola, and I just wanted to share a little bit about what you said. We spend our entire lives working, our entire lives. And, you know, some people think, oh, I'm going to escape. I hate nine to five. I'm just going to go start a business. You and I are business owners. I wake up, (laughs) I work nine to five. (laughs) Before when I was starting my business, I was working more than nine to five because I have three kids now. I respect myself and I have a cutoff time, but we're all working. So, you know, some people try to sex it up. Oh, I'm just going to, no one is sitting on the beach all day while their business runs themselves. We're all working. Yeah. That's what they sell you on Instagram. That's what they sell you on Instagram, but you and I, we're all working. So this concept that I'm just going to jump here and, and my life, no, we all need to be intentional about the work we do day in, day out. We're going to do this, you know, till we're 60. Especially if you love the work you do, you're not looking to just leave it. We're going to do this for a long time. And we wake up and we work all day. Have you ever thought about how many hours we spend at work? And people are just okay with being miserable. I talk to women, they are miserable, Bola. They are severely underpaid. Mm -hmm. They are being micromanaged to death. They are being mistreated. It's just all the things and they just stay. And I'm like, this is not okay. And for anyone listening, if you go to bed Sunday nights and you feel sick, dread, (laughs) dread, that's not normal. That's not okay. Even if you're in a job and you're like, oh, this is all right. Do you know there's more? And I'm not saying you're going to work to become best friends with everyone and you get all your fulfillment from work. No, you have to be a balanced human being. Your work is not your end all be all, right? I'm not asking for you to do that. But you deserve to be in a role that you enjoy. You deserve to be at a company that honors you, that values you, that honors your ideas, that doesn't try to shrink you in every way possible, including your bank account. And these companies exist. This is the issue with us taking in social media. I personally, I'm very thoughtful about my social media intake because everyone wants to program you that all this group think all these companies hate women. They all hate women of color. There's no one hiring. Everyone hates everyone. My clients are sitting here and they're just like, oh, easy, but can I post that my company is actually 
telling us to take three weeks off for this, or we have a week of wellness, or they're giving us money to do this, or my company's sending me here. I actually like my coach. There's a whole other world of joy in the workplace. You have to choose what's going to be your truth. Do people have challenges? Absolutely. Are things perfect? No. Is anything perfect? No. But there are places that are so much healthier. If you would do the work, you would find it. Yes. And I was going to say that one of the things that you also mentioned was mindset. So yes, yes, there there are (laughs) companies that hate women. Yes, there are systemic issues that are holding women of color, Black women, Latino women. Absolutely. Holding them back. There is the gender wage gap. It is more difficult to be a person of color, a Black woman in corporate America. All of this is true. There are many issues working against you. But what is also true is that there are Black women who are high income earners out there. There are Black women, there are Latino women in jobs that they love, that are earning what they deserve, that are making impact and showcasing value to their companies, that are doing a big thing. So why not? you right so when people are telling you oh you know black women this latino women that women of color this it's not meant to be this 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 you need to really take a pause and think through what you truly want for yourself get clear on that intentionality for your career and your life in general because if we're going to allow that type of feedback that type of commentary to question who you want to be, then you're not going to make progress, right? It's like watching the news and assuming everything that's happening all around the world is directly impacting the efforts that you can make to do good in your own life, right? Yeah. yeah. Or this negative thing happened over here, but that doesn't mean that you still can't go out and pursue something good, right? So the negativity is out there. The things that are going wrong are going wrong. The things that are going to work against Black women are going to work against Black women. Exactly. But you need to shift your minds and say, you know what? I'm going to be an outlier here. I'm going to be different here. And the fact that you're tuned into this podcast, listening to this means you're already in that realm of wanting to be an outlier, of not wanting to be part of the pack that applies to 700 jobs without any intentionality. So yes, negativity is out there. Yes, there are all these things that are happening out in the world, but also, yes, it doesn't have to be the case for you and you can be the differentiator and you can set the path for other women who are also struggling to make that mindset shift, right? It starts with one one person, it starts with a few people and those people can be you. Absolutely. And Bala, what I say to people is if one person has done it, that looks like me, that has been through what I've been through, whether you are disabled, because there's different things, right? Whether you're disabled, whether you don't have a degree, whatever is holding you back, whether you've been unemployed for years, if other people have changed their lives. And I only need one story mm-hmm. that I know I could be number two. And if I don't see a story, then I can be the first. And I encourage people, like if you're listening to this podcast, please find me on LinkedIn, send me a message, go to my post. I post a lot of success stories. I want people to know what is possible. All you need sometimes is to see, oh my goodness, someone did it. We had a woman who was unemployed. She used to be a teacher. She had a very sick daughter, spent a lot of money getting her daughter surgeries and the help she needed. And she got a dream job in a totally different industry. And she put in the work, let me tell you, and did like a certification to make the shift and then leveraged her teaching background. And she's making over hundred K and she's at a company that pays for all medical benefits. Every dime covers every dime. Do you know what that means for her and her daughter? And she's a single mom. It means the world. So if you are in a challenging position, I'm telling you, there are other people that have been there and who have broken through, but they did something extraordinary. They did not do what everyone else was doing. 
So if you want what others don't want, you have to do what others are not willing to do. And that is approach this job process completely differently. Yep. Yep. So let's talk about a different scenario here, right? We've talked about someone getting a new job, but let's say there's someone who's currently in a career and they realize that, you know what, I'm being underpaid. I'm under earning or I deserve to get paid more. Yeah. And they've all heard, go ask for a raise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they go and ask for the raise and they're told, no, we don't have a raise for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. How does someone navigate this getting declined, right? Because Absolutely. it's easy for us all to say, oh, go ask for a raise, go ask for a yeah, raise. Yeah. For every raise that's being asked for, there's someone that's being told no. Oh, absolutely. We ain't got the money. Uh, <laughs> not today. <laughs> for real. So I have been declined for a raise. I asked for, I am demotivated. I am dejected. I am annoyed. Mm-hmm. I like my job. What do I do? Yeah, great question. So let's look at a couple scenarios. First, the pre-work is really important. Having done the market research around the value of your current role, understanding. So I always teach people, listen, there's multiple data points that you should be gathering as it relates to your salary. Whenever we talk salary, you always have to start with deep research. That research and that knowledge is going to help you. It's going to be one of the things. There are multiple things that anchor your confidence in your ass. So do the salary.coms, do the glass doors. Also, talking to recruiters that are recruiting for your position, external recruiters, that's really helpful. Having those conversations around what is the market rate, you know, what are they offering for this type of role, which is why you should always be having conversations because it kind of helps you see what your current value is in the market, especially if you have not negotiated in the past. And we know people lose a million dollars in their lifetime when they don't negotiate. That's a whole nother conversation. If you aren't really sure like what people are paying or you haven't been on the market for a while, you first need to be armed with current up to date data information, information around your salary. So I would say do the research and talk to other people in the field, get that number, have the conversation and make a case for that number. And of course, you know, right now we're talking inflation, we're talking your performance. It's hard to ask for good money if you are a chronic underperformer, chronic. Mm, That's going to be hard. It's hard. So if you're doing good work and it doesn't mean you have to be, and when I talk about performing well, this is not, hey, I work 20 hours a day, so now I'm worthy. No, I make stuff happen here, period. I get it done. If we're there or higher, let's talk. And so you have the conversation. Most people know this, that companies will not give you the type of raise you will find on the streets. So if we're talking an internal raise, and sometimes companies will do it if they really want to keep you, if the budget numbers look right. And yes, there is such a thing as budget, right? But a lot of times you have to make sure you are doing all that you can in your power to push the envelope. So what I would say is now this person's under this information, they go have a conversation, they make the case based on their work product, based on the projects they've been doing, based on their performance evaluations. And I don't care if this is off cycle. If you learn that your coworkers are making much more than you, if you learn that you are earning far less than that male counterpart, you can set up a meeting. And I've had a client do that and increase her salary by 15, 20K. And they were not trying to have it. They were not trying to give it to her. And she said, absolutely not. This is not acceptable. She didn't use that word. She was strategic, but essentially she pushed back. So have the conversation. If they say no, ask again. That is something while people don't do. People ask for money and they say, no, they said, okay, well, no, no, no. You're going to push back. I hear you, Sam. 
based on my research, based on the impact I've made here, this is the number I believe that I should be making. This is what I would like my base salary to be. How can we get close to that number? Silence. You don't start explaining. And when I was five, I always wanted to be a nurse. And no, that, no. I'm just asking because I know, you know, things are hard, but I understand if no. the not making enough money. No, nope. not my business. That's none of your business. Not my business. Oh, there's a recession. I know you just let people go. I, I, I know that you guys are worried about inflation. That's mm, none. Of that's no not people. my business. Cause you have a, listen, if a company is hiring you and they're paying you 150, please believe you are making that company 10 times the amount or saving them 10 times the amount. You think they're dummies? You think they're just hiring because they want, they're doing this for fun because they like you? You bring a level of value to the table. Don't you forget it. So all you're asking for is a bit more of that value to get into your pockets. You have to change your mindset. And it's not like you against the company. And I always say this to people. We don't talk to people with chips on our shoulder. No one is fighting you. No one wants to have conversations with people and you're yelling or you're fighting or you're uh-huh. you're being unnecessarily aggressive. Mm-mm. We say facts. And a lot of times if your leader is a man, which given the workplace, a lot of times leaders are men, you know, that neither here nor there. Men do work really well. Let's do facts. You yep. don't just start crying about your debt. You can't pay for your children's daycare. That has nothing to do with anyone, even if it's a woman. But I want you to become a person who speaks matter of factly and you speak with data. You speak with information. Yep. So that's what you do. So they say, no, you push back. They say, no, you're like, well, let's do this. Let's talk about a mid-year bonus. Let's talk that. And they say no to everything Then you know, you've done all that you can do. Now you can do one of two things. You can go out and get another job. You can also bring a job offer from another role to them and let them know, right. And this might be before you even do the asking, you might want to come to the table with another job offer. Now the asterisk I'll put with this is one. Do you actually want to stay at the company? Because more money doesn't always mean you'll be happier. Because mm-hmm. when we talk about a fulfilled job, Bola, my clients turn down roles that are high paying. They do that because they're like, this company is not good. This culture is not good. I'm just going to go here and collect a paycheck and I'm going to suffer. So you have to know you are worth more than 100,000, 200,000, 150K, 80K, whatever that dream amount is for you. The company has to honor you. And then you have to look at the total comp package, right? If the RSUs are looking good, if the benefits are insane, if the flexibility is there, if you're doing work that you actually love, yeah, there might be 10K less in another role, but this is really a dream role. So let me teach you all how to look at the role and a role in totality. Because I know miserable people who are making multiple six figures. Your goal in life is to live a fulfilled and rich and enjoyable life. So- you're going to go get that counter offer. You might bring it to the table and say, hey, can you meet me here? Some companies can, some companies can't. But you usually get the biggest jump in salary when you are out looking for a role. And when you are negotiating offers, they say no the first time, you still ask again. They say no a second time, you talk about how can you meet me there? Let's talk sign-on bonus. Let's talk relocation. I need that in there anyway from Jump Street. Let's talk PTO. Let's talk vacation. Like meet me at this number. So a lot of people, Bala, don't have the confidence because they haven't done the work around their mindset, because they haven't done the research around what their um, worth market value, because they're not sure that they are a sure thing. They don't push back. They're like, oh, I don't want them to rescind my offer. I don't want them to think I'm greedy. So let me just take what I can get. No, no. They're not giving you the top of the salary most of the time. So you're going to ask. Yep. So, you know, you've been told no. Now it's determining your two choices, right? You're pushing back or you're creating your exit plan. Mm -hmm. Or your third choice is you're accepting what it is because 
Maybe it's it's a mindset issue. Maybe it's, but the fact that you wanted a raise means that you want the raise. So you're not yeah. accepting what it is. So it is two choices. Yeah. You push back or you figure out what your exit plan is to yeah. find a place that's going to appreciate you. You know, a no today, and I say this all the time, just because you've been told no today doesn't mean that it's a forever no, right? Yeah, yeah. So your follow-up could be, okay, fine. I understand that you're saying no, but here's all I've accomplished for the company. I understand that the company is not doing well, you know? So how about we revisit this conversation in six weeks? Yeah. In three months? Yeah. What do I need to do to ensure I get that raise That's in right. one month, whatever you want to have this conversation, you know, this, again, going back to what we discussed earlier, you're, you're spending most of your time in the workplace, right? 40 to 60 hours a week. How many hours are in a week that you're awake? It's not, yeah. it's not, you know, it, you're spending most of your life at your job. It's important that you advocate for yourself. Don't sit back and say, Oh, you know, I'm not going to say anything. You know, I'm afraid. Oh, you know, it's okay. Yeah. Ask. This is your life here. This is that's your it. life, right? So that's so incredibly important. And no one's going to fight for you, you know? But you, yep. So, EC, for someone who's listening to this podcast, they've heard you talk about a bunch of different things, right? They've heard you talk about mindset, networking, channeling into your greatness, having a strategy when you're applying to jobs, doing your pre-work when you're asking for a raise. What are three things that you would want someone who has listened to this to walk away with that they can take action on today? Because they have a whole whole lot of homework listening to this episode. But if there are like three things that they can do just to get that quick motivation, just to get that quick, wow, I can do this. Wow. This is so helpful. What are three lessons that you want them to just take away with? One, you are far more valuable than you give yourself credit Mm. for. Take a moment to get clear and put words to that value. And you will delightfully surprise yourself and shift the way you see yourself. That value comes from the work you've done, the education you've gotten, your superpowers in the workplace, your superpowers in the places you volunteer, the things you're passionate about, the things you're good about, the things that your friends always ask you for help on because no one does it better than you. All of it, how you treat people, the compassion you show, your analytical mind, how you take a moment to stop and think before you do things. There is so much value you bring to the table, but you don't know it because you have not really sat with yourself to get clear on it. So that's the first thing is you are far more valuable than you understand. The second thing is if you believe you can't and you believe you can, you're right either way. You must master your mindset and deal with it or it will always hold you back. When it's time to negotiate, you'll hear a small voice tell you, don't ask. Are you sure? When you get into that six-figure role, you'll spend most of your days wondering, am I good enough? Should I do more work? Should I really be here? When it's time to look for jobs, you'll look at a role and say, that's not me. I don't meet all the requirements. The way you think will absolutely dictate the way you approach this career journey. So work on your mindset. Excavate the negativity. The third thing I would honestly say is get help. Get help. Stop trying to do things on your own. Stop going in circles. Stop using outdated strategies. Stop trying to YouTube and Google your way through it when it hasn't worked for you in the past. 
connect to a resource, connect to a place that can help you up level because you've already lost years. You can't afford to lose any more time. You've already lost and flushed down the toilet tens of thousands. And for some people I speak to, it's now become hundreds of thousands of dollars. Act quickly and get the help you need so that you can change your life forever. Those are the three things I would share. And those are three incredible gems. Just, you know, it's important to take a step back from that resume, from that cover letter and just... <laughs> yeah, leave those before, things, please. Before those two things, <laughs> right? Let's, the three things that you just said, you're more valuable than you think you are. Just reflect on that. Really let it sink in. Take action, get help. It's so important. Like you can do a good cover letter. You can watch a YouTube video on a cover letter, on a resume, right? Yeah, yeah. But that inner work, you want to just take the time out to do that before you you start rushing to put pen to paper. So I, I love it. So you see, this has been so good. I would love for you to share before you go. And a question I ask everyone, what is your Clever Girl superpower? Ooh, my superpower is asking really incredible questions. I grew up with my mom saying, you're so nosy, you want to know everything, but it has turned out to be one of my super, you know, I had to bring up the accent. That's exactly what she sounds like. And now I'm able to ask questions that help people get to the core of like their identity and their calling and their purpose and to help them figure out what they're supposed to do in life. Because I always say that when God made us, he put our purpose in us. So you're not discovering. It's not this out of body work. You're uncovering. It's already in you. Yep. You just need to ask the right questions to get there. And that's my superpower. And I love it. I love that. I love that. Inquisitive. <laughs> that's it. I say it's inquisitive. Mom's like, yeah, nosy. And then my daughter is also inquisitive. She's like, she's nosy. I was like, uh-uh. She's inquisitive, sis. She's in- don't, don't try to label my baby. She's inquisitive. <laughs> So please tell everyone where they can find you, where they can learn more about your incredible coaching and services. Please share that information. Absolutely. So where I hang out on the internet the most is LinkedIn and Instagram. So LinkedIn, if you type in East Limonelati Joby, I promise you I'm the only one. You will see my lovely face. Please send me a message if you listen to this podcast and you loved it. I love to hear from people. I'm also on Instagram. Go ahead and shoot me a DM. I read all of them, respond to all of them. And then our new website, which I'm really excited about, ecmemon.com. There are resources on there. There is a free salary negotiation training for you on there. There's a quiz around how to help you get unstuck or what's keeping you stuck in your career that you can take that will give a lot of insight. It's just a really fun place. So if you if you find me on LinkedIn and Instagram, you'll see a lot of dope resources as well. And what is your Instagram name? It's ECMMNA. Okay, cool. No, so- I lied. That is TikTok. Girl, there's so many platforms. That's my TikTok name. I'm also on there. But Instagram is just ECMMN, just my first name. Thank you. So we'll have both your Instagram and your TikTok in Please, the show. All, all of the channels. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, for sharing You're your welcome. incredible wisdom with us. Um, I appreciate it. Thank you all. I appreciate it as well. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode, and I hope you enjoyed it. If you've loved the episode, but you don't yet subscribe to the podcast, you can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes and head on over to iTunes and leave a review so other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. 
Thank you so much for being here and I'll talk to you on the next episode.